Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. Have you guys heard of Jennifer Pritzker? Uh, yeah, Jennifer Natalia Pritzker. Well. <laughs> Never heard of her. She is the world's uh, first and only transgender billionaire. No. Oh. She's worth $1.9 billion, and she's part of the Pritzker family, which was like right. a big real estate family. They own, they have a big stake in Hyatt Hotels. Like, right. they're very wealthy real estate people. And they're also big in democratic politics. Her brother is the governor of Illinois, Illinois currently. Illinois. But what makes her so interesting is she's the black sheep of the family, but not because she's transgender. She's the black sheep because she's a Republican who voted for Trump. But right. now she is coming out saying that uh, she's called Trump's transgender ban a huge step backward. And she has a message for the Republican Party. I have hoped the Republican Party would reform from within and end its assault on the LGBTQ community. Yet the party continues to champion policies that marginalize me out of existence, define me as an eccentric character. I ask Republicans to prioritize policies that improve our country for all Americans. When the GOP asks me to deliver six or seven figure contributions to the 2020 elections, my first response will be, why should I contribute to my own destruction? Why is she picking up on this now? Well, I mean, I think Trump, I I, I don't know. I think Trump and Trump's comments and very you know, hard right turn against trans issues. I mean, mm. he famously during um, the election when Caitlyn Jenner, when the whole bathroom issue was coming up, was a big hot topic at the time. Right. And Caitlyn Jenner made some video of being at Trump Tower and going <laughs> to She was very pro-Trump. Going to, yeah, she. I right. think she still is. I don't know. She's wavered. Um, but uh, she made some video of her using the women's restroom at a Trump Tower or something. And I think Trump even invited her there and said that she could use any bathroom she wanted and all these things. Like, oh he God. was very open yeah. to being supportive of the issue. And then when he became president, it became this, he was still sort of open to, I love my gay Trump supporters, but right. only if they support Trump. Um, and then he became this sort of very anti-trans person, right. but with his trans in the military issue. Aggressively and so. Right. Aggressively right. so. And that was, I think, the catalyst. But the thing that makes this Pritzker, Jennifer Pritzker, so interesting is she is a huge Republican donor. Huge. Right. Huge. To the point where you know, a single check is a, a month's ad buy. You know, it's 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 a massive deal when yeah. she they, doesn't give money. And they said that her, I think one of her siblings was the biggest donor to Hillary yeah. in the 2016 Because, I mean, the rest of her family yeah, are family very family. prominent Democratic right. donors yeah. and, and, and all politicians. Of all of them. Yeah. Um, except in the Vanity Fair article that she gave in June, interview she gave in June, she did make some comment being like, well, my mother voted for Eisenhower. And it's like, well, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But uh, all right. <laughs> but the question that really I wonder funny. is, like, can we is she welcomed to the party, the progressive LGBTQ party, just because now she decided that the Republicans aren't doing what they should be doing when like Republicans, when she was giving money to George W. Bush in yeah. the aughts, 
he was running a campaign against gay marriage. Like yeah. now that you're you know, openly trans, and she came. I will say she, uh, she she was a reti- she's a retired lieutenant colonel, and she she's, served in the military. She served in the very military. About it, she is very passionate about it, and she um, had a wife that she's since divorced and uh, had children, but they're all very friendly and on speaking terms. Right, and you know she, but she came out very late as mm-hmm. trans. Yeah. I think she was in her sixties when she was yeah. open yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Um. So in the odds she was giving, you know, to George W. Bush, mm. I mean, do we give her a pat? Like, do we? I don't get well, it. I, I, I mean, I, to me, this this sort of to me, it's a bigger issue than just this person. I I will t- accept anyone who wants to vote against Donald Trump in yeah. 2020. We, in order to win the presidency, we will have to rely on people who voted for Trump who changed mm-hmm. their minds. So I will gladly take anyone, I don't care what they've said or tweeted or written or whatever. But this issue to me is a part of a larger issue that I have with the conservative movement in general, which is that um, the co- conservatives always agree with liberal viewpoints <laughs> and ideology when the negative ram- ramifications affect them directly. Yeah. So directly. Yeah. So I I think I think, and I'm not saying that makes them. I'm not saying that makes people bad people. But I just think that's a part of the 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 viewpoint mm-hmm. of the conservative outlook, which is, this doesn't impact me. You're so closed th- off until it happens to the you. The example Correct. I give is: yeah. Do you think Dick Cheney would have supported gay marriage in 2008 if his daughter hadn't been gay? No. Probably not. Yeah. Do you think Mitch McConnell would stand in the way of gun reform? If his child or someone he knew had been in yeah, the middle of the situation. last most yeah. recent rampage, probably yeah. not. But the problem is, their view, their outlook on the world is: do do our policies affect my life? Me, me, yeah. me, me. And, <laughs> and I'm being you know broad no, strokes no, no. here. I'm being a little vague, but but I think with liberals, it's more of you know. How does this impact society? Yeah. What what can we do that that benefits the whole? It's empathy. It, it could be rich people giving more money and taxing, t- taxing more, yeah. so that we have insurance for you know Obamacare, whatever, blah blah blah. So I I to me I just think it just reinforces this belief that I find unfortunate, which is it takes it takes a senator's kid dying yep. in a in a, in a in a, a a rampage shooting for them to believe in gun control. Yeah. It takes Jennifer Pritzer. Becoming a an out proud transgender individual, uh, who also uh, out during a time of a president who was telling her that she's a monster, yeah. uh, in in his policies, and then she says, and, "Oh, and I've tweets. had a change of heart." Well, I I'm just not impressed with your character. Yeah. Well, that's why, and in because she wrote a few op eds. Yeah. <clears throat> and like you said, Alan, before, you know, she says in one of these op eds, um, sorry. The party continues to champion policies that marginalize me out of existence, define me as an eccentric character. And to Brent's point, it's like, so now so now it's a it's literally me, 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 my issue, but where's the empathy for everyone else? And yeah. where's and how does empathy how do you only see as empathy as catching up with you now? Sure. And again, it's not about the larger community. It's it's not about anybody else but her. I well, can I can respect that. I'm sorry. I can respect that. You know, this is an art. This is an issue that is personal to her because, of course, she is. And I can also respect that. I mean, a foundation of the conservative movement started in the modern conservative movement started in 1980 with the election of Ronald Reagan was the me generation was, you know, what how does it impact my and also 
voters in general. I mean, we're Single I think we're all pretty said, yeah. liberal, progressive people, but the modern voter, Not the according in- to our complaints, but the, continue. Yeah, the independent <laughs> voter um, is they vote on what impacts their wallet. Absolutely, fundamentally, and that is a conservative issue. Sure, that is something that you know is a me issue, and so I don't begrudge her for having necessarily this sort of how does it impact sure, me. Course. I get that, and I also don't want to put the onus on someone to be like you have to be as empathetic as I am, of course, to the causes of the world. No, but. The interesting thing about this woman in particular is that she wields a significant amount of power. Yes. And she can make a very long, money talks, especially in politics, and she can make a, 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 a big impact on candidates saying, I won't give you this money if you don't yeah. do A, B, and C. The scary thing about this, though, LGBTQ issues are not necessarily impacted on a national level. It is a local level that often decides the discrimination that is received amongst LGBTQ people in mm-hmm. terms of housing, in terms of mm-hmm. you know uh, apartment yeah. signing rights, hospital rights, et cetera. It's, it's local issues mm-hmm. and bathroom issues are local issues for a lot of trans people that are legislated locally. And this person has the ability and is giving to other Republicans that maybe are passing laws that are blocking trans people from using of course and so i don't know it's i'm, I'm so torn on this because on one hand i want her to give me ten thousand dollars just because <laughs> yeah. i look cute yeah but right. on another hand i'm also like you're kind of a monster yeah i think it's lame I, I, you're a monster with a lot of power i get i totally get all of the points as to why it's not outrageous that she's you know taking a, a stance on one thing i get that yeah but at the end of the day she's also writing op-eds and she's very publicly you know, making it about one issue that ultimately she didn't seem to it's care about until to, now. It's very personal to her, and this is the point that I was going to make, Does isn't necessarily personal to a lot of people, which isn't to say exactly. yeah. that it's not righteous and she's not correct, but I just think this is a great example of how anyone who wants to canvas for 2020 or who wants to convince their parents who voted for Trump to, 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 to vote for the Democrat... I promise you, you will never make a difference in their head, or I think you're unlikely to make a difference in their in their mind, by by cluing into identity politics and emotional politics yeah. such as this. But but it's bad for people. Don't for vote trans on emotions. people. It's bad for gay people. It, people yeah. don't. That's how. That, but we still have plenty of ammunition mm-hmm. for things he's done that have hurt your checkbooks or yeah. any number of things. So. So do your research, do your due diligence yeah. and find yeah. out what your parents care about and really what he's up. done to fuck that up because I promise you it's there. But this is a great example to me of, you know, Jennifer Pritzker, uh, a, a trans individual, voted for Donald Trump presumably in 2016 yeah. and is it now only after two and a half years of him dragging her through Correct. the mud. Yeah. And so... And also it's kind of... I mean, it is kind of outrageous that she's like, I ask Republicans to... You know, I have hoped Republican Party would reform from within. I, I ask Republicans to... It's like, you you really think that... Like, I get it. The money could could help make waves. But like... They don't care about you just because you care about this. Right. Yeah. Th- that said, we have said often over and over and over on this podcast that visibility matters. That True. visibility is very important. And here is this conservative woman who is tr- openly trans, True. who has a shit ton of money, who runs in circles that there are likely no trans people and oftentimes very few gay people, sure. queer people in general. And she's existing in a very open way in those circles. So 
perhaps a Republican candidate, a progressive Republican candidate, because, you know, Mitch McConnell isn't coming to her now, but a progressive Republican candidate could come to her and say, I'll support that. I'll support, you know, uh, I won't vote on this. Of course, they'll probably change their minds and vote. Opposite. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say I, it's nice to pay lip service, but that's what that's what Trump did. Yeah. And yeah. look at where it got us. I know. I'll believe it when I, I see it. I still want yeah. $10,000. We'll though. take the money. I'll take the money. We'll take the money. Well, not, we, I'll just take it and buy dinner. For all of us? Yeah. At Outback? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of steak. Not even joking. Well, hi, Lane Moore. Yeah, hi. How are Welcome. you? Welcome. Good, good. Oh, so good to have you This is you the here. warmest welcome I've ever had in my oh, life. I know. I mean, like, how? I have to say, for our listeners, you are wearing two stars, I believe they are, around your oh, yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah, they're hearts. They're yeah. hearts, and oh, I yeah. love them. Thanks. And appreciate the happiness. Thanks. It's a little bit like, my thing, and like, and lots of glitter. I love you're it. You're like Marina. Oh, oh, I'm like, in the diamonds? Marina and the diamonds. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, like, okay. Elliot oh, says it, the and there's silence. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I was waiting. I knew the joke would land if, okay, if I waited. The first place I went as a queer lady was like, like, from the L word? Marina. I would never do that to Jenny Schechter. <laughs> See, now I'm lost. Marina was like the predatory lady on the L word who like, oh. who, like Jenny had just moved to Hollywood. Yeah. Any, has anyone here seen the L word? No? Yes, I saw I've a few I've episodes. Seen some of it. Yes. Yeah. That's enough. I watched, I was a queer as folk guy. That's fair. Ooh, just season Never one. watched. I never watched it. Never watched. I didn't know. But it was like, so Jenny Schechter like moves to um, Hollywood and she's like, I'm straight. That's my identity. Right. And Marina is just this like very hot woman who's like, Jenny, you're so beautiful. I just think you could be gay. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then yes. Did oh. you love it when I only watched the episodes of Sybil Shepherd because I have a love for Sybil <laughs> oh, Shepherd. So and then Sybil Shepherd's daughter is on the show yes. and then she gets with Shane. And oh, it's like yes. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love I Kat that. Monig. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is. You mean Kate? S- Kate sorry. Doesn't you go by? Oh, Kat. Kate Monig, yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I think is it Menig? Menig. I'm unaware. It's fine. Can we just hear it for Jennifer Beals too? I mean, good so for her. She, Career is she gay? comeback. No, is I don't everybody think she's on the L word actually gay? It might be Moning. No, I don't know. I don't believe they huh. are. I Wait, don't is everybody on the L word gay? I don't. No, the they're main not. Cast is Jennifer not. Beals is not. Yeah. Um. If she was in that gay movie High Art or something. No. Wasn't she? No, that was Ali Sheedy. Ali oh, that was Ali Sheedy. They look alike. Okay. Brent's lost, so. Yeah, I'm getting cranky over here, guys. <laughs> Lane, you are a comedian. He's ready out. You're a comedian. You're a writer. You have a book out. Yeah. Um, How to Be Alone. Yeah. Which I bought the other day, and I encourage others to go out to their local bookstores and purchase. Brent loves that. I do. (laughs) He loves that. I'm always looking for counsel on how to live and die alone. The full title, guys, is How to Be Alone Even If You Don't Want to. Well, if you want to and even if you don't. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. The other one sounds sadder. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you really are hired by a friend and you can't, you don't want to. I clearly cannot read. It's totally fine. What do you love about it? Because it's way sadder that way. (laughs) Even if you just. Don't want to, but you have to. You just get there. You do you, just do you love being there. alone? Do you love being alone, Lane? Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But have you been alone most of your life? Yeah, yeah, so I um, me too. So then you get it, right? So it's like I wanted to write a book, like I had to raise myself, and I've been on my own pretty much since I was born, and it's oh, like I hadn't yeah. really seen that story told in any way about like if you don't have like the perfect family, and then like because mm-hmm. most stories that are like that, especially anything in like the memoir vein, are like, man, I had a really rough '98, and then everything got fine, like you know, like yeah. the Running with Scissors yeah. are just like, oh, my childhood was a little bit kooky for three years, and now I'm great, and that's I, not you know, real. I when yeah. I was when I, when I was in elementary, I'm sorry, when I was in elementary school I always say I was the kind of kid who came to school just to throw up 
uh, because I hated being disconnected from my mom. But I remember in first grade, that was my really rough year. And I would, <laughs> you're going to think this is sad, but I still think it's hilarious. I would walk around the playground alone every day during recess making fun of people in my head. Whoa. Whoa. And I'd be oh, like, wow. yeah, yeah, no, not, not like roasting oh, them like to their bully. faces. Uh, and I just was like, I am so cool. I'm like the coolest guy here. And wow. I have... <laughs> And and I I'm like roasting everyone in my head, and it's like still kind of I it's crazy to say, but I'm still kind of like that. Like I have tons of alone time, mm. yeah. and I'm very fortunate now to have wonderful friends around me, which yeah. is great, and I need that. But I I still am one of these people where I can comfortably spend, you know, ninety five percent of my time alone, and it doesn't phase me. Movies, dinners, it just doesn't bother me. I would say same to some to some degree, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, because I can, I need some form of interaction, even if it's yeah. just like internet friends, texting, mm-hmm. whatever. Like I yes. need some sort of like a, like a big thing for me is the internet. Like I will use Twitter, I will use Instagram stories. I'm like, this is me being social. This counts yeah. and goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I do that too. Right. I got a I got a message on Instagram today. I've been social. You <laughs> right. know, I yeah. need voices. Well, I need it counts. voices. I don't care. I need it could tactility. be like a robot. I'm like, <laughs> I okay. So I need that too. But I think it's also like I have PTSD, so it's like I don't always trust it. Sure. Because like, it's like so I I have I have a difficulty where like I'm very introverted, but I. I you know, um, have moments of extroversion, which I know just sounds like a person, but, um, <laughs> but like, but then sometimes, but then sometimes like I just had, I just had a book signing and there was like, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be social and I'm going to interact. And then it's like someone kind of like grabbed my thigh while they were hugging me like some dude. Oh, and then, then I'm no. just like, retreat, never leave the house again. Right? It's like yeah. very yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I don't relate to the that. grabbing necessarily because yeah. no one's grabbing this. Well, except for my boyfriend, Michael. <laughs> um, but I, hey, I'll grab I, your thigh. They, thank Thank you. Uh, I've been noticing. Let's not conflate that with anything I wanted. <laughs> yeah, Let's right. not conflate it with a compliment. Just real no. quick. <laughs> I mean, I I love being alone. I find I have a lot of social anxiety, and I I I have to go to the all these sort of Q and A's for this film that I did. And at the, the questions are so personal. Yeah. And it gets to the point where like my anxiety takes over, and totally. I have to go home for like three four days and just be home mm-hmm. and i can't i can't leave i can't go out and do things like it's yeah. it's it's physically very hard for me and it's a mental reaction but it's also a physical reaction yeah. to so much being social and yeah. so yeah, many questions absolutely. coming at you and it's absolutely and i think in part something with the internet has to be in play there because we have this even though i might be alone quote unquote you might be alone in your apartment sure. or whatever you're never really alone because of the internet it gives you an escape in a way that makes you alone but not alone because you're still communicating in a way that you would never communicate as much in person i used to be so scared like when i was younger that once i went off to college or whatever i mean it was just at nyu it wasn't like i was you know in some tundra somewhere or whatever but i was terrified that i would like lose relationships and i was with who my friends yeah oh in long island just in general Mm -hmm. yeah and then ultimately it was like Live Journal brought me a a really early sense of what I think everyone gets from Instagram now. Mm. Yeah. But back then it was like Live Journal had me connected. Yeah. I was like tethered <laughs> yeah. to like story. I mean, obviously we were all like super emo and cryptic about our feelings. Totally. But it still was like this was a connective tissue that was yeah. super early. I mean, yeah. I didn't even have Friendster yet. What oh do you God. like? What Wait, when that you're... really existed? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why did it? Why did I think someone made that up as no, a what? joke? It was a what? real thing. Friendster. What? Friendster. 
Oh, it was like the Lane, first Facebook. The You're making me feel no, it's a thousand true. years old. No, I just, I always thought that was like, okay, you know when you're watching a TV show and they're like, we're on Friendbook because we couldn't say <laughs> oh, that. Right, I thought right. Friendster was like fake. Wait, what oh year did you, did you graduate college? Oh, I didn't. Well, what so year like matter. did you start working professionally? Mm. Or high school? Early. Yeah. Is this a roundabout question well, to ask well, her age? No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, because like a, a lot of people who have that reaction to early social media platforms were of the generation that couldn't be on Facebook because Facebook initially was a college-based thing. Right. If you weren't in college or didn't have a college email, you couldn't get Facebook. Right. And okay. so, like, a lot of people... I just had a, And that's why Friendster was created. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yes. I just had some dark years you where I was like, busy. I don't know what happened those years. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't fucking tell you. I think Friendster happened in that. Well, Doesn't yeah. sound like I missed a lot. How do yeah. you... Like, when you're alone now or whenever yeah. you're in your sort of alone state, how do you... How do you cut co- like what what what's your go to coping mechanism for like having some sort of it, social quote unquote interaction without like actually being social? Mm-hmm. Such a difficult question. I will say having a dog helps immensely. Mm-hmm. Like because you mean the dog that's on your lap? Yeah, the dog that's oh, on my lap. He never leaves, on your lap. He never leaves like, my life. No. And he's but so chill. It's a girl. I'm a sorry. Lady. I gendered. I gendered. I misgendered. Everyone always, always leans to. But you know what? To be fair, when I first saw her little face, I was like, oh my God, you look like a boy, but you're secretly a girl. Yeah. AKA, you're women I'm attracted to. To me, <laughs> dogs are always boys and cats are always girls. People I don't always, know why. Assume, huh. People, for some reason, still, when That's they know, adult, like, intelligent adults who know my dog is named Atticus and is a boy, some people still are like, she's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, with, huh? with her, people are always like, he is cute. And I'm like, it's a lady. <laughs> I get they, really angry about it. But do they like, know and then they still misgender? Sometimes. Like, they, they always yeah. lead with that. And it's like, there's a part of me that's like, gender is relevant. It's a contract. It doesn't matter. But people are like, what a cute boy dog. And I'm like, it's a girl, you yeah. sexist piece of shit. <laughs> It's tough. She's so cute. Um, but, but she she helps in those she moments. She helps so much. I mean, we lo- we have a very intense. I don't know if all dog owners have this relationship, but we like we spoon every night. We like mm. cuddle. She's like extremely cuddly, sure. and like we're just incredibly close. Like when I'm sad, I'll like put my head on her head. Like, um, she'll like she knows when I'm sad, and do she'll you, like do you? I don't know. Yeah. Dab your your tears with her with her ears. My tears with her ears. I, I, I always did that with my dog growing up. Whenever no, I would like cry with my dog, but you're painting a picture. I would take his ears and dab my tears with them. Oh my god! Oh my oh, god! Okay. That's but, cute. That's a Steven Spielberg scene. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cute. I, think. I was gonna say Stephen King. Oh. <laughs> but, but but um, I have done things like that where like I've been really sad and I've just like rubbed my face on her face. Yeah. So like I yeah. get it because it's just this. And they like, somehow know. They totally they know, know. They know. When, you're, when you're feeling it's blue. You know, true. I have to say the the biggest moment so for me I, when I switched from being just sort of a general animal person to being a huge animal yeah, person yeah, was level. during chemo when I was really really depressed and these animals, I, my friend, the woman I was living with and my best friends, they had these two dogs and they would come over oftentimes and the dogs I'm not, I don't feed these dogs. I yeah. have no claim to their yeah. livelihood or safety. And yet these dogs would like growl at people if they would come near me mm. because there was this protection that these dogs right. have. she has that. She like never barks, but like if she feels like I'm in danger in some yeah. way, she's like, get away and from my mom. And I love it. it. It makes me feel so good. Like, yeah, it just makes it me feel incredible. It blows me away. Mm. Animals. Yeah. But that's a big one. And also like um, TV is a huge coping mechanism for me. Yeah, I've always been it. like the biggest TV I fan. Like, Investigation just, I will live inside. Oh, we could go off on it Investigation. Oh, I, I know you were true crime. crime. You are? Addict, yeah. yeah. Lane. Now, I've known I Lane. I, we, we've known each other on the internet yeah, since your so Cosmo long. days when oh I used God. to write for Cosmo with Mandy, I think. Think was the editor? Or no, she wasn't the editor there. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Mm. That's fine. But but since your Cosmo yeah, days, because yeah. I would also write for Cosmo.
Cosmo yeah. as well. Not about sex. I wrote about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, so you have such a history of, yeah. you know, talking, being open about your life and about For sex sure. and stuff. What do you yeah. think? Even though, to be fair, yeah. like, because it's like, I feel like people hear, like, woman wrote for Cosmo, open about sex life. To be fair, most <laughs> oh. of the articles I wrote about were body positive, yes. feminist, super queer. Like, yeah. I mm-hmm. did some, like, Remember Julia Allison? Who is that? She was, like, the, she was, like, the, the woman in New York who was, like, I'm going to be the real life Carrie Bradshaw. Oh. And she did like love and sex relationship stuff on like for like Time Out New York. I think I remember her. And then she briefly had a reality show, but like she was the sort of gawker, the gawker world's like number one enemy. I don't remember uh, her at all. But and the question is, where is she now? Because here you are. <laughs> right. You did it right. She's not on you did podcast. it right. Well, I just like I, I I clarify that because I'm so not a like sex writer. Like most of the sex stuff I wrote about was like like all like men who fuck people with vaginas should be eating pussy nonstop. Yeah. Uh, masturbation mm-hmm. tips. Like I was more like cunnilingus and masturbation focused sure. than like look who I fucked. I sucked this dick. Like I don't give a shit. Did they let you yeah. write about being queer or not let? But like were you well, able? So to they was, encourage? So when I, when I, yes and no, like when I took the job, I like my packet for them was like, cause I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm yeah. a comedian. Like before then I'd written for the onion and like, that was my thing was com- was comedy. And I was like, what am I doing with this? But like, I needed a full-time job. I was quite poor. And so, um, I, my whole packet was just like, all right, I'm going to like tell women that like, like men should like eat their pussies like monsters. I'm going to tell <laughs> women that like, it's okay if you have cellulite, I'm going to like be super queer and talk about gender queerness and talk about all these things. And if they don't hire me, and like if they hire me, then I'll know that they want me to be me. And when they hired me, I was like, fucking great. Cause I knew I couldn't like write blowjob jokes. I knew I like all my like sex tips were like ridiculous. But, but, but they were also jokes. Like, yeah, there were, there was a lot of like, I led with humor more than anything else. Cause I'm not a very like, I'm a relationship driven person I'm more about feelings and I so I wrote like like I always joke that like my time at Cosmo my first two articles were how to like five funny things to do with your boobs which was not my suggestion that was one for them (laughs) yeah and then mine was how to talk to a suicidal friend like it was like one for you one for me like I came into Cosmo being like I'm gonna do something really is the state of being a journalist right now or a writer (laughs) in general right now you give one for the 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 people paying the money the bills and then you do you get one for yourself right truly but I love that was like the first story I wrote that I was just like, I'll write the boobs thing. I want to write about suicidal ideation. But everything you wrote, even your suggestions and stuff, what I loved about it was there was such a personality there and there was such like a, there was jokes behind even the tips. And like, what I find so funny is, and I think I'm the same way, like I share a lot of my life and my work and my art and I'm very forward in what I, about myself. But yet I also don't want to be social. Like, I'm I'm so, so verbally social. And that's a hard thing when you go to... physically not. Right. And when you talk about, like, going to the Q&As and stuff, it's like, yeah. I have the same divide where people are like, oh, my God, she's so open. I feel like she's yeah. my best friend. I'm like, I'm no one's best friend. My yeah. dog or no one. Yeah. Get away from like, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't because it's like there is a part of me that wants to deeply connect. And there's a part of me that's, like, been hurt a lot and, yeah. like, have has really been, like... Um, preyed upon a lot and like mm-hmm. is really kind of terrified of being in the world. So it's yeah. like I connect well, in the way I think maybe I would have if I hadn't been so traumatized. Yeah, Something sure. that that um, struck me is that you did you you do a live show called Tinder Live. Yeah, that you've done. You're so that great I've on. done. And I was I don't even know if I told you that night, but basically what the live the show is like, she goes through her Tinder live uh-huh. on screen. With three guests, we help kind of decide whether the audience is in it, like should we swipe yeah. left or should we swipe right? And it blew my mind because 
I <laughs> I feel like a monster, but I'm like, I go fast. Left, yeah. right, left, right. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you don't I'm... read. You don't read. No, I read. I read. But I don't I'm... know if you read. <laughs> no, I read. I don't know if you read. I've seen I read moments where you I don't mean, I read. I read if I'm interested. Mm. But I Wait, don't. Wait, Alan, you read every Tinder profile? I'm not saying I read every Tinder profile, but I will say Elliot does have a penchant for falling in love very quickly without reading. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if I fall in love, I'm going to read. Oh, you brother. Know? Sure, well, with sure. all that being yeah. said, like, I, I was... need all the info. Well, I'm yeah. mostly because I'm afraid of rape and murder. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. too. <laughs> Reasonably Classic fair. Classic ladies. Am I right? We're very frank. Not to pat myself on the back, but I, I sw- we matched. I chose a lot of good matches that yeah. night. Well, oh, that, oh, that, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. wanted to match with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, which means you chose trash cans. I chose trash we cans. Only, yes. <laughs> because we don't tr- we don't like troll good guys. It's like we're we're swiping on the, the um the, like the just the weirdest profiles. I, yeah. it, but, I, but it's wild. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I do do that sometimes. I'll be swiping, and I'm like, if I was. What if someone was watching me swipe? They would think That's I'm this like. Correct. They would think I'm a model because I'm only I correct. swipe right so rarely. Exactly. Yeah. I've, oh. I've really tried. And to, I like, feel like a monster because of it. I, I feel like a monster, but I also try to do it when like because everyone's so frustrated. I with don't. These I apps. feel like I'm due. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really due. <laughs> I just feel like everyone's frustrated with the apps and how you match and then you never talk. So I'm like, yeah. let me just try to match yes. with people that I would willfully. Gladly meet tomorrow. Doesn't still doesn't obviously always happen. But in theory, yeah. if they message, I'm not gonna go. Oh great, this fucking idiot. You know. Yeah. Well, that's a, so. I I do the I do the the like. Oh, eh, we'll see what they say. Right. Like, and yeah, that's yeah, never yeah. a good idea because yeah. usually they say nothing. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. And, but I'm like, don't swipe on someone. And then like they're right. like, hi. And I'm like, I never wanted you. Why did I, I do know. this? <laughs> but you get exhausted because you're like, yeah. I've been swiping. For me, it's like, I'm like, I've been swiping left for like three days. Like, yeah. I've got to get someone. Yeah. And you're like, why do I have to get someone? Do you swipe right more liberally when you're on stage? When, when, when you're doing your show? No, because yes and no, because it's like I'm also weighing like the the bedrock of the show, surprisingly, really is kindness. Like I'm very mindful of like not yeah. picking somebody who like seems really great and just being like, I hope your night is ruined. Like the idea <laughs> right. is to like take it and like be really playful. And like like yeah. I had a conversation with a guy recently during the Manhattan blackout and we were it was hap- the show was happening in Brooklyn, so oh. it didn't affect us. Mm. And I was talking to this like 60 year old dude and I was like, oh, my God, how's your blackout? Because that's like my character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, he was like, oh, it's good. I just caught a cab. How's yours? And I was like, I fell in a sewer. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. And he was like, did you get out? And I was like, no, I'm still in the sewer. How's your night? Like, just like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But this guy just kept going with it. So it's like the idea is to pick somebody who's just yeah. really kind of bizarre. And like, I really do weigh. Because the worst thing is to like get someone who's like really nice, and you're like, we got to get out of this. This Tinder has such a great way of like making Sophie's choice, like a Sophie's choice decision, really easy. You just you're (laughs) heartless. Just yeah, who cares? (laughs) They're all Sophie's choice. So (laughs) one thing I've realized about Tinder for me personally is that like most of the people who like I've connected with in real life, Mm -hmm. I would probably swipe left on Tinder. Like there's Mm. something about a presentation that doesn't translate. Like I need. For lack Voice. of a I need like Voice. a spirit and yes. energy. What if it was just like, an need... audio-based dating app and you couldn't see their face? That used oh, to be the case. That, that, was, oh, that, that would be rough. Was, yeah, that was phone yeah. dating, oh, thing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's predict something from the past. <laughs> Lane, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, Where can you. everybody find you? Yeah, um, I'm at Hello Lane Moore on Twitter and Instagram, and there's an at Tinder Live Instagram as well. And go Lane. buy her book, guys. Buy Please book. go buy it. Buy the book. Thanks, Lane. And another thing. 
there's a trope that um, Alan and we Mike need like and a, I have a, talked we about. We need music for like a trope alert because you bring up tropes a lot <laughs> yeah, of like yeah, yeah. the guy, the way guy smiles. Like when you say there's a trope, there should be like a da 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 da. Yeah, I like the that. law and order yeah. to change. Yeah. yeah, there's this trope. Or what that... if we do the inside edition thing? With oh yes. Remember no, when you mean triangle? a current affair. Current affair. That's sure. it. Inside Edition music is really good. <laughs> what is that? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. would be great that for the trope alert. That was surprisingly alerts. impressive. Thank you. Yeah. The current affair sound effect used to scare the shit out of me, me and too. Brent as kids. That's where I, I learned John Candy it. died, and I was so upset by it. A current was, affair. Why is that so scary? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so. There's a trope. Trope alert. <laughs> um, this summer, I think more. I think it feels like it's become a, a more and more I'm of a thing. I'm seeing it more, yeah. At least where, publicly. Yeah, publicly, like on Instagram quite often. Um, I've noticed like gay men going away to- Wait, you follow gay men on Instagram sometimes, now? Sometimes, well, let's, yeah. let's say queer, because like, we don't know if yeah, all you're right. are gay. Queer, queer yeah. men going, on, going away in groups yeah. to Palm Springs or Fire Island or- you know, one of the two. Yeah. Um, the Ozarks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's one of the two, literally. Sub-Saharan Africa <laughs> to volunteer for a nonprofit. <laughs> but then at these in these in these places, whatever house they rent, there's always pictures of them and their friends like wearing heels and like wigs. Yeah. But like that and like bathing suits and or or nothing else. Like male speedos. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm and I'm just like I, I'm not. I don't have one feeling. I guess one way or the other outside to be like. It makes me feel like uh, one of these things. You just don't that, get that. Not that it's not that I don't get it. It's that I feel like I was excluded from the syllabus. Mm. That was like this is what you <laughs> sure. do, yeah. or like this is a thing that happens. And it's because they're packing heels. That's what, and that's my sentiment. Is always I'm like heavy well this sometimes too. But sure. they they they. Pre, they thought ones. about this. They planned this. They planned sure. to bring wigs. They're going to bring heels. And whether they do it on Instagram, which they usually do, or they don't, yeah. right, it's still an active it's, choice. And I'm like, huh, I, it's just interesting because I have no— But you're befuddled by the choice to do it when it previously hadn't—like, you didn't I, see it very often. I just am like, wow, I, is this something that's existed bef- before I noticed yeah. it? Is this something that's existed because of Drag Race? Is And also, is this— an exploration that's healthy, and I'm just like, oh, I don't get it. Well, I think there should be a, I mean, for me at least, one of the things, and, and Elliot and I often text about this, um, and Michael too, it's like a group text, so we often, oh. we knew you wouldn't oh, get it. Okay. Sorry, Brent. Sorry. You're not going to get it. I would have I would have muted that text. Yes, yeah, thank you. Group text. Um, Continue. We don't want to waste our time. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that I think you're leaving out of this is that oftentimes the the people who are posting these images to their stories and, and Instagram and Twitter and stuff are um, the muscly kind, the instigays, the ones that are doing a lot of anything to so, get attention. So me. And mm-hmm. so Brent yes. Sullivan, comedian extraordinaire. Um, who posted and, an, uh, an ad for a Nerf gun that he wants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. I, I put it in Instagram no, story. But I, and, and, and so there is this underlayer of desperately seeking attention that it screams rather than the authenticity of wanting to express yourself in a feminine way that maybe is foreign to your regular everyday life and that i am always in favor of i think everyone should explore whatever however they want to identify and have fun and wear heels and put on a wig and put on some makeup and do crazy things and have fun that i'm all about but it's the attention seeking element of it that 
there is something that disturbs me about it because I, I, I rarely, and I'm sure it exists, I know it exists, but I rarely see shared in my Instagram stories or what's suggested to me someone who looks like me wearing heels and a caftan and a wig and a bathing suit. I only see the Max Emersons of the world, the beautiful sure. ripped men who put on the heels and the wig and they, they, they dance around and stuff. But, it, and so it, I can get in a way that feeling of what did I miss? Why am I left, like out I was of this? left out of the orientation? And if I was there in a speedo and wigs and heels, would I be? Would I fit in with this group? Would the Instagram algorithm put you at the top? Of- yeah, I don't think I'd be at the top. Well, I will say I, I personally am not. A, I I don't. Uh, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of drag. It's just not for me. I I still love and support you if you're into it. Uh, but just it's just not my favorite. And but with that said, I guess I You're to, play, to, me. to play devil's no. <laughs> advocate. I don't if it's if it's I don't care whether it's a, a, a fun introspective exploration of oneself or mm-hmm. if it's for gaudy attention. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. But there is also an element in my head, and maybe this is just me and a, a gut reaction that I have to it, where a lot of times I see uh, sort of the instigates of the world mm-hmm. doing co-opting different people's narratives for attention sure so that so that safe to say (laughs) so that they are like oh well you know this is a new way for me to get a lot of likes on instagram if if i put on a wig and a speedo and still have a very masculine presence to myself uh and do this fun silly drag which is great i encourage everyone to do fun silly drag and wear a caftan and heels i really do sure but do it because you want to do it. Don't do it because you think that if you post it on Tuesday at 9 a.m., you're going to get more likes than if you post it on Saturday at 9 p.m. You know sure. what I mean? My like, question right. is, like, my question is, is this, again, in terms of being something that I'm like, oh, no one told me, um, is it is it the kind of thing where even if it's for attention, you know, and for nothing else but attention, is there something that is cathartic about being with your like-minded people, your brethren or whatever, whatever whatever you want to call it, your community, yeah. quote unquote. Is there something like in that element of being like, I'm in a safe space with my friends and this is a safe place for me to emote and, and do what I wouldn't yes. do in the rest of, like, the, like, like, you know, otherwise. Yes. It is? I, yeah, there is uh, two things to that. So there, there's a great, like coffee table book and I forget the name of it but I have it at home and it's um, this photographer found pictures of this group of uh, well I I believe they probably would be trans in this day and age but because that wasn't an option in the 1950s they would often go to like upstate New York and Long Island and stuff and rent a house or go to one of the people's houses and they would put on dresses and wigs and have tea parties and they would yeah. live a very feminine life for the weekend and then they would most likely go back to their wives or family and the very masculine life that they led. And that, it's a beautiful book. And that, I, I'll, that I think is I'll, beautiful. I'll post like, it on Instagram. I think and, that's beautiful. And that's a community. That is, totally. And, that's, and, I, and I do think there are, that exists today, the sort of queer... Feminine representation. Our friend uh, Alex Marsh King has a does something with a group. I don't. I'm, the Wander Boys. Thank you. Um, and it's all different types of people. And yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I love Alex to death, but even Alex and I have talked about he does have a penchant for abs and a good booty, and we all do. I, I like well, a good Elliot booty too. certainly does. We yes. know that. And and so a lot of them do have abs and a good booty, but also a lot of them are not white, and also a lot of them are differently shaped, and also a lot of them just represent different spectrums of the queer identity. And mm-hmm. they go and they put on heels and they wear the wigs and they have fun and they and 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 what I also love about it is that they there's no sex allowed. That it's completely, it is a rule. While you're in this event doing this thing, you cannot have sex. This is an Alex Marsh King thing? Mm-hmm. It's his it's group, a, Wonder okay, Boys. Wonder yeah. Boys. Okay, and, got it. and it takes away that, almost the attention element of it. It takes away the wanderer element of it that you're only doing it because you're seeking some sort you're of sexual validity, gratification. Right, right. And it just it's about fundamentally existing in your own identity with like-minded people. It's, well, we've it's talked a about this before. When I was a kid, I, I did find... Uh, high heels fascinating as did I you wore my high heels at Halloween you loved it I did I did was it high heels it was high heels yeah New Year's and you wore no 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 you wore high heels at Halloween and you wore kitten heels at New Year's why do I I don't remember the Halloween thing we were at a party and I was dressed as Fran Drescher and I had my heels on oh I did well you liked my heels Brent likes to put them on and tap dance yeah but I remember see to me the funny thing is they're so uncomfortable and difficult but the funny thing is to me as a kid they represented power because they made noise yeah, and like you knew, like to me, it felt de- it felt definitive. Like if my you wear mom, high heels, you're a powerful woman. I yeah. did the same thing, and my mom was like, "Yeah, you liked heels. You would put, you would wear my heels." <laughs> right. And I'm and I wonder now. I'm like, I wonder if that was a exploring my femininity, or if that was just like I like the sound, the clip clop sound. Yeah, yeah. And I called them gleclos because that's the noise they made on on like gleclos. And now we have the name for your your uh, LLC. <laughs> but also a weird coincidence too, like having to do with this is that Brent and I both separately, yeah. as children, were obsessed with a f- our first grade teacher. Who wasn't our teacher? She, right, she was. There was a woman that was not my teacher and was not Brent's teacher, but we were both separately obsessed with her heels. Oh, and would the, tell obviously her different women in different parts of the country, but Mrs. Beeler and Mrs. Buser uh, always had, wore these beautiful shoes. Correct. And even though she but wasn't Ms. my Buser. teacher, I would I befriended her because I was obsessed with her shoes, and I'd never carried it on with any. I didn't really care that much about my mom's shoes or other teachers, but mm-hmm. Mrs. Uh, Beeler was. I'm, I'm like she's nailing it. Yeah, she's, she's, she's See, the best. See, I never, I never, I, I have really big feet, so that's probably why I never have given a fuck about heels because I know mm. it's just not an option for me. Sure. And even now doing drag, I don't, I don't care about heels. I mean, I wear them because it is a part. It's it's a part of the job. But I do love nails. I've always loved nails. I've loved painted and painting my nails. I loved having nails. I loved having long nails. I mm. love there's a feminine aspect of how I can emote with my hands and in myself that adds a feminine element to my identity. But yet I also don't want to be a woman, but I want to be able to express that. And nails do I also that for me. Loved I, long nails as a wait, kid. Wait, I was gonna say loved. <laughs> when I would go to Kroger in Michigan, <laughs> the the cashiers very you know, not always, but very frequently had long nails. Yeah. And I was yeah. Obsessed yeah. with them typing with their nails. There's <laughs> nothing. And I'm from Long Island, so everyone had oh, the most massive gaudy. Nails. And there was a camp yeah. counselor I'll never forget named Amy who had like huge hair and huge long neon orange nails. Yeah. And I would go like, "Give me the chills, Amy," and she would like chill <laughs> my arms. Did you ever want when you were? I mean, because for yes, me, put them I, on. Yeah, put them on, mm-hmm. and like I always. 
was so afraid to express that desire to want to have the nails and to play with the nails and to wear nail polish. And now one of the most calming things is going to like the nail salon and getting like my, oh, wow. my nails done. And I find it so empowering that calming. as a, I do as yeah. a man, cause I do, I do identify as a man and I, but yet I like that, that feminine feeling of having powerful nails and in drag nails are like, I mean, that's, that's fun. my go-to. That's fun. Yeah. Clip-clopping with your nails. That's fun. Yeah, it's but so my, much fun. My sister made me, well, not made me, but bought me a pedicure. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I don't I don't care. Did you feel emasculated by it? No, no, no. I just, I'm ticklish. And oh. I was like, the whole time I was like trying not to giggle because I was time. ticklish. Have you thought I don't about, care. It do, doesn't, you, do you get manicures? No, I don't get manicures. Pedicures but, the foot, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. irony of it all is that. I don't get pedicures. On I Long Island, them. which is so at least when I grew up there, was so macho. And we've talked about this with mm-hmm. Guy Branham and Matt Rogers. Yeah, It's so macho. And the, the focus on being masculine is so intense mm-hmm. that it makes you terrified if you're gay. And yet the ultimate irony is that Italian men love to get mani-pedis. Yeah. They, really? Yeah. Huh. They love it. Like, look at, like, They also drink that cappuccino and they put their pinkies up. And yeah, but this is, this is, I don't know, this is different. Anyway, point being that it is interesting to think about these moments of self-expression, even as kids. But as adults, yeah, it's it, it. The Wonder Boys is a great example of them doing it for themselves. There's, and it's not necessarily for attention or like they're not taking off the wig the second the cell phone goes away. Yeah, you know and, what I mean. And I and and that's not to say these muscle guys. Right, it's not a. They're bad, probably a partying bad. and having fun, and, and and you know, and it's I support own. it. But I also think invite me. Well, like, also, let me let me crash the party and show you how it's done. Well, I, I think if we've learned one thing from this conversation, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot only supports heels uh, when they're stomping on his nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on the podcast today? I once made your Uncle Hamilton get a mani-pedi. He loved it. <laughs> I'm going to change things up a little bit here. Oh. Instead of my Aunt Joanne, I'm going to have my mom oh. chime in and say, if you want to be alone, be alone. See what I can. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Which is a real quote That's from real my mom from when I when turned you... down a blind date. Right. Okay, I'm going to do my Aunt Anne, but I ha- don't interrupt me because it, okay. it's, it's the way her brain works, so it'll unravel in a second. Okay. She'll go, I don't like eating poop. Which is why I never got my nails done, because I like eating with my fingers. And if I had false nails, a little bit of poop could sneak in there when I wipe. And I don't like eating poop. But she would, she, like my yeah, mom and her yeah. both start sentences with the point of the, like like the, the point of the sentence, yeah, right, right. but no one knows where it comes oh, that's from. great. So she would always start with something like that. So it would be like, I wonder I don't if that poop. is a thing, poop under the nails. It is. I mean, you have sure. to, it, it's. Uh, the, like 10% of people have poop on their hands. Khloe Kardashian gets a lot of shit online because she has really long nails and it, it's unsanitary, people say. Mm. Oh. I think it's pretty. Now I don't like long nails. You don't like eating poop? Ugh. Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs> and I'm Brent. Give me some nails, Sullivan. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.